0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, football final grades are out. What would you give BYU after the 2016 season? USA Today has graded the Cougs and the other 127.
1: Baseball grade and two-time National League MVP Dale Murphy is in studio, plus the Ginger Mamba, T.J. Haas on his three-point resurgence. And the mess that David Nixon
0: created on Twitter, not to mention Dennis Pitta offering his opinion on our IMDb
2: page. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. We are live in Radio Vision,
0: BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wednesday, January 11th, wherever and however you're dialed in, as always, great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Twitter mob analyst Jerem Jordan.
1: We will analyze this. Yesterday, David Nixon said on the show, he, he joked in reference to Utah, that they've changed their offense coordinator like 30 times. Like the last 30 years.
0: Every year for the last 30 yeah, years.
1: Yeah. So then, we, okay, there is, there is a particular school that would like to act like it is unrelated and above the fray of independent west coast conference byu <laughs> when actually they're obsessed <laughs> both fan bases are obsessed with absolutely
0: each other. it's totally reciprocal they want to
1: act like they don't care about the other they care more about the other than maybe themselves i don't know so yeah utah fans were tweeting about that quite a bit including one Isaac Asiata. Yes, yes. And who, the word was like lineman used, of the year in the Pac 12 for the youth. Yeah, solid, right? And he's, he's going play to yeah, yeah.
0: Isaac Asiata quotes David Nixon, who said, Yeah, they're a mess. BYU's going to beat them. And of course, it's taken out of context because David's comments were only related to the Utes switching offensive coordinators. Yeah, again. he's not saying
1: okay. BYU is better than Utah. Not, they lost Utah's the last a bad six team, years. not yeah. Utah's
0: a mess. Yeah. But of course, the Twitter mob, here's what they want to hear. And then it's full-on arsenal <laughs> at David Nixon. Cars and Twitter feathers. <laughs> including attacking his Twitter profile because he had a word misspelled. Which like, when they're that doing needed that-
1: to be corrected, so I think this was a good situation. When they were doing that,
0: it's like, okay, yeah. all right, just calm, calm yeah. down. So that's
1: funny. So an early rise and shout to our homies at that school up north who we know consume... Content of the show. <laughs> the Pac-12 network isn't enough, apparently. Yeah.
0: To all of our fans. For the team up north. Yeah. You know who you are. Our brothers
1: in arms,
0: as Steve Young called them. <laughs> brothers. Really funny. And a shout-out to David Nixon for uh, dealing with that Twitter annihilation <laughs> yesterday. Bring it on, man. Oh, it's so fun. Point David, really, because he got... Uh, he got the views and the ratings, right?
1: Why, why are they pay attention, paying attention to us? That's... <laughs> I don't know, but I love that they are. All here, right, great.
0: Awesome. Today's, BYU, today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Sports Illustrated College Basketball Names. Eric Mika as this week's, this week's mid-major player to watch. Mika is averaging 20 points and 9 rebounds a game. The Cougars and Mika host San Francisco tomorrow live on BYU TV. Watch it at 9 Eastern.
1: UA linebacker Harvey Longy officially will uh, play in the Reese's Senior Bowl on January 28th in Mobile, Alabama. Joining Jamal Williams, Longy had uh, 57 tackles, two sacks this season. He was the defensive MVP of the Poinsettia Bowl because he had 16 tackles in his final game. So January 28th, watch Longy and Williams in the Senior Bowl. Isn't it funny that Reese's
0: sponsors something like that? It's like, hey, come and watch all of these incredible athletes who take no garbage into their bodies, but eat these delicious Reese's while you watch.
1: Oh, I, yeah, I love Reese's. So part of the game, right? Hopefully they'll send us some, and we can mention them more.
0: Part of the game. BYU
1: do something there?
0: BYU football received one vote in the final USA Today coaches poll. I want to know who the coach was. Who was the coach that gave BYU the one vote? Probably not Kyle <laughs> BYU did finish the season on a five game win streak, capping a nine and four year with a 24 21 win against Wyoming in the Poinsettia Bowl. They got nine votes in the AP poll.
1: Yeah, what's up with that? And men's volleyball is ranked fourth in the off the block media poll. Uh, I vote in that poll. I put BYU at four as well. The Cougars host three matches this week starting tomorrow, and we will have our BYU TV debut Saturday night, 9 Eastern, against McKendree.
0: Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Football final grades. Allen, pump fake. Out of the pocket. Allen looking downfield. Intercepted! Kai Nakua picks it off! School is in session, People. Specifically in Studio B and the class agenda focusing on the final grades for the 2016 college football season. USA Today Sports graded all 128 teams, including BYU, and gave the Cougars a B plus. Pretty good, right? Not so much for some of the Cougars' opponents. We'll get to that in a moment, but first, Jerem, the Twitter question, my friend.
1: What final grade would you give BYU football for the 2016 season? use the hashtag BYUSN at our GreenHaw B+, plus, very good, better than average, so close to being amazing. Of course, 12 points away from winning all those games.
0: At our GreenHaw on par with the professors at USA Today Sports the with the B+. Plus. Okay, Jeremy, what do you have for the Cougars?
1: I say B+ plus as well, and some of this is born from expectations for a first-year coaching staff, but also mixed in with the schedule and how it played out. Before the season, we were calling for this uh, as the toughest schedule in BOA history. Now, it was certainly challenging. It was the toughest in terms of quality opponents week to week to week to week. The first eight, maybe first nine. Cincinnati, did, first eight. So the, with that in mind, BYU's strength of schedule didn't shake out like we thought. Uh, team ranking, 63rd in strength of schedule. Okay, right right ratings, in the middle of the pack. 75th, Sagran ratings in strength of schedule. So this was a schedule that lended itself to more wins than not, right? So given the 9-4 and four record and the fact that Michigan State stunk, Mississippi State was 6-7, and seven, UCLA ended up being 4-8, and eight. all of that, BYU beat two teams with a winning record that finished with a winning record out of those nine wins, right? So I, I go B+, plus because uh, first year, this ended up being, the schedule wasn't as tough as we thought. Otherwise, I'd give it an A-. minus If the schedule had shaken out like we thought, I would go A-minus. But some of these teams just weren't as good as we hoped.
0: Well, speaking of bad opponents,
1: that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the
2: BYU Sports Nation
1: stat of the day. Three BYU opponents received an F grade from the USA Today. Who Who received an F? UCLA. Well, that's not a surprise. Who were the other two? Mississippi State, and I I can't remember.
0: I think, uh, oh, man, Cincinnati.
1: Cincinnati. They were supposed to be a... Eight or nine-win team. A bowl like team a, for sure, like right? Three or four-win
0: With Gunnar Kill and all yeah. those
1: wide receivers. So, a so B B+. Listen, as I wasn't an academic, a B-plus to me is quality. I would take a B-plus. Wow. I want an A-minus. An A is like, I'm not going to grad school. I don't need an A. I was in broadcast journalism. UCLA, <laughs> and
0: I have been harder on UCLA on this program than any other college football program, receives an F. But Really? Their quarter, their star quarterback was injured early in the season. Does that deserve an F? I, I'm hard on the Bruins, but I'd at least give them a D minus. Goodness,
1: BYU brought in its backup and won nine games last year. They didn't just go four and eight. That's true. BYU doesn't play in the Pac-12, though. Yeah, the, the mighty backup, right? Pac-12. Right, <laughs> so mighty. Still, I,
0: I'm with you. Like you, you have put out all of the reasons why BYU had a good, not. Amazing, but a really good season, and for me, that is a solid B. Straight up, a B, because BYU won nine games again. And you're looking at me with an incredulous look because you. No,
1: I'm trying to be
0: blank. Oh, okay. Sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. I just like because you have incredulous would be this a higher grade than me?
1: (laughs) Be like mouth open, like
0: what? Yeah, I give the Cougars a straight up B. And and here's my grading. You got your
1: B. You got your B.
0: An A-plus is a 12-win season, right? An A, 11 wins, an A-minus.
1: Yeah, t- 10 would be at least an A-minus. At ten, least. 10 wins is because an A-minus. It, listen, it, it, part of it is expectations, right? You had a senior Jamal Williams, senior Taysom Hill, but yeah. you had a first-year coaching staff. The offense uh, crippled BYU to some extent, uh, right? Right. Taysom Hill is better in a spread, whatever. You're building a program, right? It's not just about these people this year. You're building a program. So I thought in the first year of Kalani Satake against notable opponents. Listen, Mississippi State wasn't good, but they had good players, right? So that ends up being a tough game. So the schedule schedule was tough. It just wasn't as tough as we thought. So B+.
0: Yeah, I say solid B, and it's because of the strength of schedule not playing out the way that we thought it would. Yeah, okay. we
1: were hoping Arizona would be a bowl team. We were hoping uh, UCLA would be good. West Virginia was better than we thought, ten and three, uh, and, and ranked. Toledo was BYU's best win by total wins. Mississippi State may be the best win there. Michigan State was terrible. Yeah, they got an F, three and nine. They got an. They F. were in the college football playoff for goodness sake. One so year we earlier. thought that was the toughest game on the schedule. In fact, that was maybe the weakest Power 5 team BYU played. Arizona, maybe.
0: Yeah. I put it Gee. at a B because I think BYU has room to improve.
1: Oh, here's the know? other thing, too. The fact that BYU never gets blown out. They never lose a game by more than three. That's that a good that point. plays into this, too. That's a good point. BYU was competitive. And is that counting a moral victory? Absolutely. Sometimes you should. Not all the time. But sometimes.
0: Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. What final grade would you give BYU football for the 2016 season? Back to the Twitter machine. We tweet. At COT underscore BYU football. A minus. They were very competitive with some of the best. Just need one or two more plays per game in the
1: four losses. What are your expectations? That has a lot to do with this, right? Because if it was just straight up wins, BYU's one of 41 teams in FBS with at least nine wins in the top 32 percent. Right, so then you could give it a numerical. We're not going to get crazy, crazy numerical with the statistics uh, of this program right now. We're just going to look at what were expectations, what did the new coaching staff have to do with it, Uh, how did the schedule play out, how close was BYU? I think all that factors in.
0: Yes, Gerald. The Pythagorean theorem uh, combined with uh, pi squared uh, at the square root of 32 would suggest that BYU is in the 83rd percentile. So depending on that... <laughs>
1: <laughs> I thought I had the cold.
0: <laughs> at bell underscore four. With a, with a harsh grade? C plus. C plus. Nine wins wow. expected if we want to become power five, but the plus because it comes on Kalani's... First year, excited for year number two.
1: C plus? Nine wins and you give a C-plus? Your expectation is too high. Yeah. First, listen, you're First
0: my- year, you wanted more than nine with this schedule? You're my history teacher from uh, the beginning of time to 1500 at BYU.
1: Oh, that class was hard. History of Civilization. Yes. Yeah. I took it Tuesday night. You're that teacher. The, du- the dude, I can't remember the dude. He would talk for two and a half hours and it was so boring. I would just fall asleep. It was the worst, man. It
0: was the worst. (laughs) Coming up on BYU Sports Nation, TJ Haas tells us his reaction to all of his nicknames, including the Ginger Mama. But first, two-time National League MVP and seven-time MLB All-Star Dale Murphy joins us. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV, our conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation, and you know the drill. Hashtag BYUSN whenever you feel like communicating with the show.
1: Ben Toops is back on the air tomorrow night, 9 Eastern time, as BYU takes on the San Francisco Dons in the Marriott Center, live on BYU TV. You can listen on BYU Radio as well, 9 Eastern time tomorrow night.
0: What final grade would you give BYU football for the 2016 season? Jerem gives the Cougars a B plus. I said a solid B+. If you want to hear our reasoning, download the podcast. Listen to that opening segment at Kip Kent tweets in. If I were grading on a curve, I'd give an A minus in light of expectations due to the coaching transition. No curve
1: equals a B plus. I did with a B plus with a curve. By the way, I'm no professor. Trust me,
0: I did not grade on a curve. I just straight up.
1: Okay, that's you, Paul Abdul. It every time. <laughs> that's how you live your life.
0: By the way, we were listening to that song the other day, straight up from Paul Abdul.
1: So good, classic. <laughs> It's. Yeah. You
0: want you wonder why it was? It's a life so good, thing, right? it really is. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we are pleased to welcome in our first guest in studio. BYU Baseball's fourth annual first pitch fundraising dinner auction is coming up on January 27th, featuring a silent auction with Major League Baseball, NBA, NFL memorabilia. Really cool stuff. And the keynote speaker is two-time National League MVP, seven-time Major League Baseball All-Star, Dale Murphy.
2: Dale, welcome to Studio B. Thank you very much. Looking forward to speaking at the banquet. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you. You had
0: to traverse through the rain, through the elements. (laughs)
2: It's not baseball weather out there right now. <laughs> they would delay it right now. Yeah. That's right.
0: How did you uh, get in a position where Mike Littlewood, the head coach, uh, approached you and, and you became part of uh, you know inspiring the the BYU baseball alumni and players?
2: Well, I've known Mike for you know quite a few years, and, and uh, you know we touch base every once in a while. And it was kind of funny a couple of years ago. I was doing some part time things for the uh, Atlanta Braves. And I saw his son play, and he had a good game that night. And uh, I think I texted him and said, hey, your son looked good tonight. And uh, we just kind of talked a little bit, and then uh, he, he's invited me a couple times, and so I'm glad my schedule worked out this time. Uh, you know, I think he's doing a great job with uh, BYU baseball, and – uh and so, a chance to come and support the the Cougar baseball teams, yeah. their fundraising banquet. It's uh, it, it's he's, he's asked me for a few years, so I'm I'm glad it finally worked out.
1: Remind us that so you went to BYU.
2: Yeah, a lot of yes, I did. Yeah. Well, I went to BYU. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny every once in a while, you know, people come up. I remember watching you play. You know, at BYU. I go well. I attended, but I I had already started my professional career. Mm-hmm. I'll try to, it's, it's, it's not a long story. I'll try to make it a little bit short. Well, anyway, I, co- I talked to Coach Tuckett, Glenn Tuckett, uh, Vern Law, who was the pitching coach here, and friends, and they said, you should go to BYU during the offseason. So I came here during the offseason after my first year with the Braves, and they got me a place to stay. And, and uh, so I worked out a little bit with the baseball team and got on the block, system got here halfway through the semester left early for spring training (laughs) so technically i did attend (laughs) but yeah nancy you know nancy went here we've had two two kids here chad and tyson attended byu and so but i didn't play here a lot of people i think they get me mixed up with wally Mm joiner and uh the the time frame a little bit and I go no that that wasn't me that was Wally um or or somebody else but I uh, had a had a great few months here of course loved loved the school and and met Nancy here so you know it was uh, it was a great time here great time
0: what was it about BYU and Glenn Tuckett that made you consider the Cougars over all of the other great college baseball programs that I'm sure were hot after you to try and get you to come there and maybe postpone your professional career.
2: Well, it's, it's interesting. Uh, the, the, the back story of that is I grew up in Portland, Oregon, and had a few schools watching me and had some professional scouts watching me you know, play. And um, I didn't really know. Uh, uh, Glenn Tuckett came out to watch one of my teammates, uh, Ernie Thompson, And he kept asking my coach, he said, what about this big, tall guy catching? I was a catcher at that time. And uh, so he sent me a letter. He was interested in having me attend BYU. But then that was 1974, my last year in high school. In 1975, you know, I I joined the church, was baptized in 1975, so obviously— Well, I signed a professional contract. I was going to go to Arizona State University to Mm -hmm. play baseball and uh, decided to sign professionally. And then a year later, I ended up uh, being baptized and and joining uh, the church. And so obviously then my connection to BYU, uh, that's why I came out here during the offseason a couple of years later.
1: When you were baptized, did you have any idea how much people would gravitate towards, hey, there's one, our Mormon baseball <laughs> He's player. He's awesome. We love him.
2: Yeah, um, you know, I, I had a little sense of it. You, back in the 70s, you know, sometimes we, we, you know, the connections in church and everything, we always say it's kind of a small world. Well, back then it was even smaller. And, uh, you know, what can I say? Everywhere I went, I always felt there were uh, some uh Extra special fans there that were out there to see me play. I had some great connections over the years, and doing firesides and all that kind of thing. I have great memories. But uh when things got a little busy, and I was signing autographs, and I couldn't quite get to someone every once in a while, someone would say, "Hey, Brother Murphy," and that always <laughs> that always got my attention. Or seeing the missionaries, you know. Uh, in the different cities and getting to know people around the country, it it's it it, it was uh, an instant fan base that I've always appreciated.
0: We're with Brother
1: Dale Murphy <laughs> yeah, that's right, that's right. in
0: Studio that's right. B. I saw a picture of you yesterday on social media, and I'm going to show you on my computer screen. <laughs>
1: <A> <laughs> Nike poster. Uh, it's yeah. a Nike poster. Yeah, you and uh,
0: the that uh, retro rally. Atlanta Braves uniform holding. You had the lightsaber bat. Do you, do you remember shoots like this?
2: Absolutely, I didn't. I didn't do a lot of poster shoots. Only did a few, two Nike ones. But yeah, that one, the Power Alley one, has just a little backstory. It was in uh, downtown West Palm Beach, in a in a in an alley. They they wet it down. If you look really closely, you can see the cord coming out my back leg. I was actually holding a yellow (laughs) wiffle ball bat with a fluorescent light bulb in it. So they enhanced it. I don't think Photoshop was invented yet, but they enhanced it a little bit. And that was the look they were looking for, was this lightsaber kind of mystical thing. And it's been a lot of fun over the years. I'm I'm thankful for Nike for inviting me to to do a couple. I did another one called Stickball with uh, Doc Gooden in... uh, in uh, downtown New York, so that that was a lot of fun too. Yeah, but that was the day of the, those posters were a big deal. So yeah. it was fun to fun to be a part oh, of. It. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. absolutely.
1: I I, I'm, I'm,
0: I just tweeted it out by the way. The <laughs> Power Alley yeah. woofle Ball Bat oh. Lightsaber <laughs> yeah. picture. I had Ken yeah.
1: Griffey Jr. on my wall growing up. Yeah, posters were a big deal. They, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jake, of course, went to Utah uh, and and was a really good tight end there. And and uh, so you have the Utah and BYU kind of in the family. What's that? What's that like in your family with? both those sides.
2: Well, a little more to that. Sean went to Utah State. Okay, now, uh, we're, now we're going. Yeah, yeah. Um, my son McKay's playing football at Weaver. <laughs> so <laughs> we have everybody covered. I think we've hit every school except Snow. Um, in the state, uh, Taylor Taylor went to a UVU and uh, so and I'm and and so did my daughter Maddie went to UVU. So we're we're covered everywhere. Um but yeah, it was uh, so, so. We're just kind of whoever's playing that day, you know. And and uh, and uh, Jake had a great uh, friendship with Kalani up at at Utah, and he was so excited for uh, Kalani to get the job here. In fact, I think Jake texted him and said, "Hey, you need a graduate assistant? I'm ready." Oh, All right. nice. <laughs> there you nice. So wow. you know how it goes. Everybody knows how it goes. There's a, there's there is the the great rivalry, but there is a lot of interconnections with coaches and friends and, and the players. You know, they're all friends. and But it is, as we all know, an intense rivalry. So we, we got all the schools covered here.
0: Mike Littlewood has in a way, resurrected this BYU baseball team and has them competing now on an annual basis for a West Coast Conference title. In fact, they won a share of their first WCC title last year. What do you think about the turnaround for the Cougar baseball program in a day and age where it's, it's hard to recruit in Provo and it's hard to get guys to come up here because it's snowing through February and whatnot?
2: And, and, and baseball in, in general has some challenges in recruiting with the draft process because a lot of the prospects just want to go to a junior college so they can be drafted the next year. So, whether it 's B y u or anywhere you, you have a lot of things to navigate to get players that you know when, when someone says you 're going to get drafted that automatically changes a player 's perspective on on a on a major school. you know you can go to a junior college and then enter the draft again so that 's a challenge so with those challenges um you know I think they've they've done a great job there you know baseball will always be about pitching they got some really good pitching here and uh you know and I hear about the prospects like I said I've I've done a little uh part-time thing uh part-time coaching with the Braves I've been in their draft room the last two years and uh, the scouts know about the players out here and uh they've done you know Mike's done a real good job getting those players here
1: As a guy who started as a catcher, I believe you went to first base, played in the outfield. How adaptable does a player maybe need to be to be able to compete at the highest level?
2: Yeah, I think that's, you know, you do resilience, the ability to adapt. Nothing is It never really goes the way you planned it. (laughs) My career is a good example. You're going to have some tough times. Uh, That's just part of life. I don't think there's any player... That made it to the major leagues. That didn't have some times where he was really doubtful if he was going to make it. And I certainly had that time. And you just push through. You need some luck. You need some people in your corner. You need to stay healthy. And uh, you know things worked out. But yeah, you got to you got to roll with the punches.
0: Last year's BYU baseball team, uh, it, it, this thing, this theme developed like the the mustaches. Okay, <laughs> and the, the, mustache the mustache mafia. mafia. Yeah, <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. All right, so. <laughs> it became one of those fun superstitions that are so uh, commonly associated with baseball. What what superstitions
2: got you when you were playing baseball? Well, you know, in high school, I got really superstitious and it drove me crazy. So there was a point, I think it was my senior year in high school. I said, I'm never going to do this again. So I was, I, I, I think there's a difference between personally, I, I mean, team building, things like that, I think are great. But uh I, I'd call it more routine. I know there's some things I did every day or before every at bat, but uh, personally, I had to be a little careful because sometimes you can that stuff can drive you crazy. I played with some guys that had to do so many things before they could get in the box, you know, <laughs> that it was uh, uh, maybe that's why they decided to get some rules to speed up the game. So, uh, you know, I tried to just think about routine. I think you got to have a routine to get ready. You know, like before you shoot a free throw, you got to have something to sell your mind. So I know there's some things I did routinely, but I tried to be very careful about thinking that it was going to totally affect, you know, that at bat, as long as I was ready mentally. But it's fun to see, you know, things like that with teams and team building things. It's a lot of fun.
1: What's the biggest difference in baseball between when you played and the game today?
2: Well, the salaries are a little different. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to complain about the money I made because, for that time, it was a lot of money. I, you know, just kidding. It, it's, <laughs> it's astronomical now, and I'm happy for the players. Uh, I think uh, the uh, the fields we had a lot more astroturf, and so that dictated that a lot of teams were built on a lot more speed. Not not that there's not a lot of sp- speed now in the game, but Teams really relied, and uh, you know, most famously, the early '80s uh, St. Louis Cardinals seemed like they had four guys that could steal sixty, seventy bases. Wow! I mean, you know, it, it seemed like that they were all running all the time. So mm. uh, that's just one thing. Uh, the uh, relief pitching specialization now. Uh, you uh, back in my era, we we had uh, Gossage, Fingers, and Bruce Souter. But they would sometimes come in the eighth and you know eighth and ninth, sometimes the seventh. Now you have a guy in the ninth, guys for the seventh and eighth, and guys for the sixth inning and that 's a tough that 's tough for hitters uh, that but that specialization at the end of the game is a big change.
0: Dale, we appreciate the time. I know a lot of people are looking forward to uh, the message you you. bring on January 27th to the BYU Baseball First Pitch Dinner. And uh, they had the BYU baseball players in here yesterday doing green screen shoots. Uh, They're excited about
2: it. Oh, looking forward to it. Uh, It's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you for the time. Thanks for having me. We would
0: love for you to sign our uh, BYU Sports Nation flag as well.
1: I don't know if you've signed an autograph before, but uh, (laughs) we'd love to have you sign that. Absolutely. (laughs)
0: Okay, while Dale signs the flag, we remind you what's to come on BYU Sports Nation, including T.J. Haas. What does he really think about all those nicknames? And how did he get back in rhythm from the three-point line after a slow start? By the way, does he come from a famous basketball family?
1: I believe I think his mom played. Oh, yes. okay.
0: Welcome back, sports friends, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio,
1: simulcast on BYU TV. Gymnastics is on BYU TV Friday night. They take on the Red Rocks, the Utes, who are ranked fifth in the country. Utah's always really good. It's a very fun meet. Gymnastics is funny. You don't necessarily compete against the other team. You're trying to do your personal best, and someone else happens to be there. It's kind of weird. Because Utah's going to win this meet. Like, that's going to happen, and it's okay. But it's fun, so check it out. Spencer Linton on the call, coming up Friday night, 90s.
0: Utah has a girl that was an alternate for Team USA in Rio. Yeah, pretty
1: crazy stuff. Looking forward to. Uh, always really good. BYU has a good young team though, themselves. Absolutely. Growing. Under Young. It's not about the, that team up north. It's about
0: the Cougs, man. <laughs> on BYU TV. On BYU TV. Joining us now in Studio B is TJ Haas. Jerem likes to call him 3J Haas. A lot of people like to call him the Ginger Mamba. I've also heard the Ginger Ninja. So
1: <laughs> I, There's a lot I, going on take there. Take
0: your pick, TJ. I mean, you hear all these nicknames. But do you have Do you have a favorite? Uh, not yet. I
3: think they're all pretty funny. I enjoy hearing them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> 3J Haas. Yeah. yeah I, I like, you I like, like
3: three, that. You like 3J? Th- yes. That's, so, yeah. that's catching
0: some kit. momentum here. Okay. You obviously come from a great line of basketball talent with your dad, Marty, your brother, Tyler, and then the legacy that you are now starting to lay here at BYU. Is there any type of pressure that you feel associated with being one of the haws at BYU?
3: Uh no not really I don't think there's a lot of pressure I, I just um I feel like I'm my own basketball player and um kind of paving my own path and uh, I like where I'm at right now and uh, I hope to continue to get better and uh, and stay aggressive every day
1: I don't remember Tyler throwing over the shoulder passes
3: that's it, that's just me I don't
1: know if you no, remember no see
0: any- like that might be one of your defining moments like Tyler was the fake behind the defender Brandon Davis claims around, he did it first <laughs> and then he makes it but we've seen you. Pulled that move. When, when once did you?
1: Or twice. When did you start to develop that move? Because that's something that we're seeing a little more often. That's it's the crowd loves it when the over
3: happen. the shoulder pass. Yeah, yeah. It's I think it's something that I think it's the most efficient way to pass it when when you get in the lane like that and because uh, I can't turn my body and pass it a different way and so it, I'm just trying to make a quick pass and it happens to be that way a lot of the time. How
1: do you how do you see the court so well? Like wh- what did you do when you were younger to develop that?
3: Oh, I, I I don't know about that. Um, but I, th- I think one of the biggest things is just you know being aggressive and, and being willing to make the right basketball play. Because sometimes in, if you get in your head that, okay, I'm going to score, then uh, you're not willing to make the pass. And so you have to kind of read the defender and what he's going to do, and if he comes and helps on you, then make the pass.
1: That's what I've been missing in my pickup and rec league games. <laughs> you have to look at your teammates? I never realized that.
3: Yeah, you've been missing more than that, Jerry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> TJ Haas with us in Studio B. How would you define the season for this BYU team thus far?
3: Uh, you know, I think we're, we're getting better every single day, and I think we've, we've had some games that we should have won. And, um, but I think um, those games, we have things that we can work on, and I feel, like, I feel like we haven't hit our potential yet, and I feel like we continue to get better every game.
1: Nick said it took until February before he felt like he was back. Do you feel like you're back already, or is there still some time
3: needed? Um, you know, I, I think there's still some things that, you know, aren't exactly where they were, but I feel really good right now. My body feels good and I feel like I'm in shape. And so I, th- I think I'm, I'm back, but maybe there's still a few things that could get better.
1: Physi- what's harder to get back all the way after, a, after a mission, uh, physical, mental, emotional other,
3: um, probably physical, uh, cause mentally you, you're back in it. You want to get back into things quickly um, and I think that 's an easier part, but I think physically it, it's it 's tough to come back from a mission.
0: one of your teammates, Elijah Bryant, appears to be healthy. He said his knees one hundred percent he scored seventeen points against Pacific that was tied for a team high in the game. What does that mean for BYU basketball to have Eli back and a significant contributor in the lineup
3: mm-hmm. oh, he 's going to be he 's going to be really good for us, and we 're going to need him down the road um, and He's he's a a big physical guard that you know can can play defense and is tough and can shoot the ball and so I think he's gonna he's gonna help our team a lot in in many different areas.
1: He's shooting forty percent from three, but there was a stretch there where uncharacteristically it was just it was just kind of tough. I think there was a three for seventeen stretch during four games. What did you do to snap out of that? Because I think we all knew you were a better shooter than what was happening.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's just shooters mentality. Continue to shoot. Um, the next one's always going in. And you know, making sure you're getting shots outside of practice, and you know, making sure you're practicing those. But then just continuing to to stay positive and have that shooter's mentality.
1: Has the Marriott Center Annex, or as we like to call it, the YMCA, has that assisted in this process at all? Have you been able to get up maybe more shots than you would have if? It was just the Merritt Center for access?
3: Yeah, you know, it's it's such an amazing place. Uh, it's always open for us, and we can always go in there and get shots up, and our coaches are willing to work with us. And so uh, we're up in there a lot, and there's a lot of guys working out in there, and it's it's been really awesome for us.
1: What what are the hours like in there? Like, can you go in there at, like, midnight if you want?
3: Uh-huh. Yeah, you can go in there any time you want.
1: Oh, that's nice.
3: <laughs> so, like, T.J. Haas wakes up
0: at 3 o'clock in the morning like, hey, Hey, honey, I feel like getting well, some shots. someone's can got I, a
1: rebound. That's can the I, thing, right? I know. Right? You need like an <laughs> equipment manager or, or a yeah. practice player or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Okay, where is this team improving the most from game one to this point in the season? Where, where would you say the mark of improvement manifests itself the
3: most? I think just in our unity. This team is, has never played together, and uh, it's a lot of new guys, new faces. And so I think every game we're just getting more and more comfortable with each other, and uh, I think it's showing out on the floor.
1: What will be the difference in this team between now and the end of the season? Like, where where do you hope to get to in terms of uh, some things that will make this team better and hopefully get you in the postseason where
3: you want to be? You know, I hope we just uh, continue to to stay aggressive because I think it. You know, uh, the past few games at home, we've come out and had great starts to games, and you know, I hope we can do that on the road and um, you know, go out and surprise people with the way we come out and, and start our games.
0: Do you like playing in the gyms at LMU and Saint Mary's, and you know the smaller West Coast Conference gyms, and the, it gets a lot of attention because they are smaller.
3: Do do you like that? Uh, it's definitely different, uh, but you know I, I enjoy I enjoy playing away games. I think they're a lot of fun. And uh, the LMU game, we had an incredible amount of fans there, which was which was really fun because that that felt like a home a home game. But as far as like the St. Mary's game, I thought that was I thought that was really fun. It was a, a small gym that was very packed and and got really loud, and it was a fun environment to play in.
1: What was the L- LMU game like as a team, but also individually? You hit some big
3: shots down the stretch. Uh, I thought that game was really good for us because you know we got down a few points, but I felt confident the whole game. I, I knew we were going to win, um, and so at halftime we kind of regrouped and got back together. And came out in the second half with a lot of energy, and I thought that was, that was great for this team. Um, and then we showed some heart down, down the stretch and got it done.
1: I want to borrow a few bucks from TJ House because it's 18. <laughs> <laughs> a few, 18. Climbing out of that was big. Um, you go to St. Mary's, you bounce back with Pacific. Now you have... Uh, San Francisco team that's actually shown it can it can uh, fill it up, especially from distance. So, what's the scouting report on the Dons?
3: You know, this team is a very good shooting team, and they can they can shoot the lights out. And so, we're going to have to defend the three point line really well, and uh, it's going to be a good challenge for us because those teams are those teams can can run away from a game really easily. And so, we're going to have to lock down on D and have good team defense. And I think if we can do that, we'll win the game.
0: How much communication do you have with Tyler? Who's playing currently in Poland for Anvil Wodzlawek or something like that? <laughs> something like that. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know.
3: <laughs> um, I talk to him once or twice a week and we try and catch up and talk about how his week was and how my week was. And we talk a little bit about our games and how things went. And uh, it's always good to talk to him.
1: Eric Mick is averaging 20 and 9 right now. He's just playing really well. When did you first meet him? How old were you?
3: Uh, I was in fifth
1: grade. Okay. At any point from f- fifth grade on, did he dominate the competition like this? Is is this kind of what he's done before, or is this a new level?
3: Uh, I think my junior in high school, uh, he was pretty dominant, but, you know, this year he has been, he's been really good, uh, and I think I, I knew that coming into the season that he would be this good, just seeing how hard he worked this summer and, um, his work ethic has been incredible, and so... I'm not surprised by how well he's playing, uh, but I'm super happy for him, and I, I think he's doing a great job.
0: What's something we don't know about Eric Mika and Nick Emery? Everybody knows that you three can play basketball and that you're friends off. What, what are some things that we don't know about those guys? That we don't know? Yeah, like that's not common knowledge to the public. Like I saw Eric on Snapchat the other night playing Just Dance and I was, or filming some stuff, and he's, he's a character. Like what, what are some weird, strange things that we, that we don't know about Eric Mika?
3: Eric Mika. Um, well, I, th- I think he's pretty. I mean, what you see is what you get with him. He's he's pretty open. Uh, he's he's a really funny guy, and um, I, I don't know. The other night we had we had a game night with a bunch of our friends, and Eric he's pretty wild at game night. He's he's always looking to poke fun at others, and but he's a good time. We love having him around. How about Nick? Um, Nick. He's, he's a very interesting guy. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, he always, he always brings a laugh to the team, and we love having him. And, you know, what I love most about Nick is he doesn't really care what people think about him. Uh, he's very he's very opinionated, willing to say what he thinks, and, and what he thinks is right in his mind. And I really like that about Nick.
1: Is there a point in this season where you kind of cease to be a freshman, if you will? Like where the experience is to the point where you go, Okay, this whole conversation about freshmen and sophomores, you have the experience now. Do you think that happens at some point in the season? Um, or, or does it take a full year, maybe?
3: I don't know. I, I try not to really think about it, that you know, I'm a freshman. I feel like I've had a lot of experience in my life, and so I've played against good competition all growing up. And So I feel like it's just a continuation of what I've been doing my whole life. And I don't, I don't feel like I'm... Super young, or a freshman, or anything like that,
1: and and guys like Yoli Childs, who are straight out of high school, at some mm-hmm. point, hey, he's just he's just a player on the team, right? He's not off that yellow bus a few months ago anymore.
3: Yeah, no, I feel like Yoli's played against incredible competition as well, and um, and I think I think that shows out on the floor, and I feel like he has confidence, and it's really good. I love that you're so
0: nice right here, but that you're just an animal on the floor, TJ.
3: (laughs) The ginger
1: mamba. I love that dynamic so on the court, right?
0: (laughs) We appreciate the time, my friend. Thank you, appreciate it, guys. TJ Hawes with us in Studio B. Always a good time. I'm I'm telling you what, man. Looking forward to uh, BYU basketball against San Francisco on Thursday night on BYU TV and what the Cougars can pull off against the Dons. Reminder, send in your responses to our Twitter question. What final grade would you give BYU football for the 2016 season? In fact, why don't we read your grades next? We've seen everything from a C plus to an A, right?
1: Plus the IMDb page drama.
0: BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, live from Studio B. If you miss an episode of BYU Sports Nation Live, watch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV or on social media via the app and streaming anytime,
1: anywhere. Hey, fourth-ranked uh, men's volleyball is taking on uh, McKendry out of the Meva uh, Saturday night, 9 Eastern time, On BYU TV, The Cougars play Thursday against McKendree, Friday against Concordia Irvine, Uh, and then Saturday uh, we'll pick up the live broadcast. We've got men's hoops Thursday night, gymnastics Friday, women's hoops Saturday, and men's volleyball, so it's going to be a fun weekend on campus.
0: We have four live game broadcasts in a three-day span.
1: Let's go, baby. We live for this.
0: Twitter question today: What final grade would you give BYU football for the 2016 season? At Laser Sheep tweets in B minus because they were definitely a good team. They just missed being a great A minus team, one or two bounces away. Use the hashtag BYUSN. At
1: least it's not a C plus. Yeah, that, uh, come on, that was nonsense. A
0: C nine wins <laughs> is a C plus. what is this, Clemson? Again, that's the. Uh, the history teacher, at BYU hey. that I had, I tried really hard. I thought I, I thought I had wow. put my grade up to an A, and I, I think I got a C in that class. Yeah, yeah, it happens, it, it, right?
1: Hey, it happens. O-Chem is tough. I get it.
0: We have an update on our BYU Sports Nation IMDb page. Oh, do we ever? In relation to one Dennis Pitta, the former BYU football great and current tight end for the Baltimore Ravens, he has now been listed. As a host of the show,
1: one yeah, of the stars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> who did this? Come on. So so, so tw- it says stars. Jerem Jordan, yeah. Spencer Linton, Dennis yeah. Pitt. At least they got the order right.
0: You got Jerem first? <laughs> I tweeted you yesterday when I see this. It's happening. We, yeah. We're officially rated now. I think the last but, number I saw is okay. 9, 9.2. 9.2 is pretty good. With 39 Who, who did we pay in? off
1: to get that? 39 in-
0: rating That includes a one. Somebody gave us a one. I'm gathering it was a Utah fan oh, after the sure. David Nixon mess on yeah. Twitter yesterday. I'm going
1: to show those guys on <laughs> IMDb. Gotcha.
0: Dennis Pitta quoted my tweet when I said, Hey, it's happening, when he saw that he was listed as a star, and he said, I like what's happening here, Jerem Jordan.
1: Yeah, Dennis Pitta apparently <laughs> is going to join us coming up this week. <laughs> Our good... Close personal friend with Stephen A. Smith and us, Dennis Pitta. <laughs>
0: we love Dennis. We well, do love
1: Dennis. He's funny. Oh, man. He's got a great sense of humor. <laughs> it's not as good as our sense of humor, but it's pretty good.
0: Clearly, he, ha- he has the wit to hang on the desk. You that, see, Studio that's. B, right? Yes.
1: Not everyone can, right? It, like, a lot of people have graced this desk, but Dennis has the personality to hang. And someone thought. He yeah, the personnel to be listed as a star. and co-host. <laughs> By the way, I'm also listed as uh, so as myself and as Ty Detmer. Yes, the voice of Ty Which, Detmer. It should be Jerem Jerem the Jordan. voice of Ty Detmer, right? Yeah, Jerem Jordan Privilege as himself to be on the IMDb page. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so grateful. Yeah.
0: Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, percent chance that Ty Detmer knows what IMDb is.
1: Mm uh 28 20 <laughs> yeah like maybe one of his daughters has mentioned it to him <laughs> we
0: need to find out Does i time am what, know
1: what i is? i am legend <laughs> what i saw that movie with will smith i like that movie uh, see the alternate uh, ending to that movie there's an
0: alternate ending to i am legend
1: we'll watch it later on the youtube
0: is that like the blu-ray special or something like that is it only available on a blu ray disc
1: I don't know where I saw it but yeah there's a different version of the ending I don't want to say the ending cuz i don't want i want people to watch it
0: it's only fitting that we are discussing now a movie because in one of our <laughs> ratings on IMDB people are like yeah we love the sports show but the movie talk not so much
1: yeah <laughs> Stick to sports, Brigham Sports. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah, that's what we do. Hey, keep the ratings going. We appreciate nine point two is uh, is uh, pretty good.
0: Thirty nine. Yeah, we'll actually start to feel good about that when that number crawls a little bit higher after uh, above thirty nine official ratings. Yeah, I,
1: yeah. When we get like a thousand reviews, now we really know, <laughs> right? Thirty nine of our friends. Thirty eight, I guess.
0: Oh, that's funny. <laughs> it's funny stuff. Thank you, BYU Sports Nation, yeah,
1: and our and our crew that's weighing. In.
0: All of you that have uh, made the IMDb hey! page a thing. Now
1: I, that was on my bucket list. I wanted to be on IMDb, so check.
0: Well, there you are. Also, as an alternate personality of Ty Detmer. So you Wait, made it. Jerram. Alternate
1: personality. Isn't there a movie coming out called Split? Is that what you're inferring that I'm like James McAvoy in and that again, movie?
0: And again, back to the movies. Of course, Jerram's, it always
1: comes back Jerram's to the movies. Taking
0: us back to the movies. We need
1: to do what movie was BYU football last year? Have
0: we done that already? We've done something to the effect of that.
1: I always want to do that. Like, who would you cast as Kalani Satake? The Rock? We did Star Wars. Who's Jamal Williams? We did Star
0: Wars characters Denzel as Washington. BYU football. That's what we did. Yeah, yeah,
1: and that was my favorite show of all time, the Star Wars show. We Be- had lightsabers. Because
0: of the lights.
1: It was so awesome. This show's been pretty good, too. Dale Murphy and 3J Haas.
0: Yeah, and the yeah. lightsaber reference with Dale Murphy with that Power Alley poster. He's holding a uh, wiffle yeah. ball bat with a light inside of it. And,
1: of course, Dennis Pitta always makes it onto the show somehow. What final grade did you get BYU
0: football for the 2016 season? Keep sending those tweets in using the hashtag BYUSN. Does BYU football have a chance to win the national championship next year? Find out what the odds are. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need
1: it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Mm. Men's Men's basketball. basketball. Sports Illustrated College Hoops. Names Eric Mika as this week's mid-major player to watch. Mika's averaging 20 points and 9 rebounds a game. The Cougars host San Francisco tomorrow night at 9 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio.
0: Football. Linebacker Harvey Lange officially will play in the Reese's Senior Bowl on January 28th in Mobile, Alabama. Joining... Jamal Williams. Longy had 57 tackles and a couple of sacks this season. Was named the defensive MVP of the Poinsettia Bowl after recording 16 tackles in his final game.
1: BYU football received one vote in the final USA Today Coaches poll, So one coach thought BYU should be 25th. BYU finished the season on a five game win streak, capping a 9-4 season with a 24-21 win over Wyoming in the Poinsettia Bowl. ESPN
0: and some odds makers in Las Vegas list BYU football with 300 to 1 odds to win the national championship in 2017. It's right there with Baylor and Syracuse. How volleyball. About
1: that? So it's not going to happen. That's what you're telling me. BYU is ranked fourth in the off the block media poll. The Cougars has three matches this week starting tomorrow. We'll have uh, the Cougars live on BYU TV Saturday night against McKendrick.
0: Future guests include Brendan Sander of the fourth ranked BYU men's volleyball team dual-thread analyst Blaine Fowler, Brittany Wilde-Hawes of BYU Gymnastics, and, of course, our friend and so-called co-host and star of BYU Sports Nation, Dennis Pitta, (laughs) will also join us. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com.
1: goes to uh, Utah lineman Isaac Asiata for watching the show. We appreciate your viewership.
0: Yeah, well and his or at least
1: re- watching a clip on Twitter. That's like watching the show.
0: His retweet spurred on a wealth of the Utah Twitter mob to consume BYU Sports Nation.
1: Let's just admit it. We're both obsessed with each other. <laughs> BYU and Utah fans can't get over each other.
0: Yeah, I I how can how come people would not admit it? It's part of the rivalry, right? You're well, obsessed be, well, with your because rivals. because one
1: school makes more dough and is in a better spot, and and clearly sits on the mountain of money and fame yeah, from what, the
0: pack. What happens when BYU ends the losing streak? Like what then? then? What? Because now it's become like a oh well we can't we can't lose to the inferior team that's in the group of five I,
1: connotation. I kind of like the new angle on this rivalry, right? It's evolved. I think it's fun. I, I think I it's think fun. It's, absolutely. I don't think losing six in a row is fun, but I think the new angle is fun. Yes,
0: sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> what final grade would you give BOA football for the twenty sixteen season? Our elite tweet of the day at Tyler Thompson ninety six say I'd say Kalani Satake's response to the missionary topic on Monday night during ESPN's mega cast Ooh. of the national championship is that extra credit answer to put us up to an A. That is
1: a great point. Professor Satake. Yeah,
0: I'll jump that up to a B plus. Okay, now you're a B
1: plus. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm still. It's still a B plus for me though.
0: Yeah, that. Yeah. BYU was at 84%. So, and they just and,
1: barely got over.
0: Yeah. With that extra yeah. credit, they jump up Clean to the B- some desks area.
1: after or whatever. <laughs> hey, thanks to Dale Murphy, TJ Haas, and everyone on our crew. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. For
0: your day-to-day play-by-play of BYU sports, the show on demand, BYUSN.com, audio podcast on iTunes, and the TuneIn app. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout-out to Kent Oborn. Brother Murphy was fantastic, wasn't he? Hey,
1: keep those ratings coming on IMDb, baby.